have one word for you. Zeppelin.
hope this man realizes that being able to communicate with people all over the world carries a serious responsibility. Come on, baby. Show the man your power, baby. Blast him! Give him some of that tone! Oh, man. It's showtime! Won't you smile and blow me a kiss for this one? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the radio audience. Very auspicious beginning. Sure, the talk show. You know, people call me the back of me. Oh, what about Wayne? You know, whatever happens to my ears, that's what you're talking about. Sometimes he agrees with the caller, but the times he says it's free. recognized as someone who has been in direct contact with a person or persons who have COVID-19 coronavirus. You are required to remain where you are and self-quarantine for 14 days and possibly more due to your small wiener. Tiny wieners have will in more quarantine days. Wiener size like yours could triple your time. Please be advised that you have a tiny weenie. Dancing at the edge of time. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. I'd like to imagine if this song had lyrics, those would be them. We're dancing at the edge of time. And I'm going to chuck it all over. I can't wait till we exit the age of eyes wide shut. Hey, it's me, Chris T, here on thehoundnyc.com. Where every Sunday you get the hound howl. Which, I tell you what, no finer programming has ever graced the airwaves or whatever the hell the internet is. Don't ask me, I don't know. But if you like... If you like rock and roll, if you like... Gracie Records, if you like uh, Blues Whalers and Hedge Hog Hop, Moronic Obscurities, Instrumental Madness, X-Rated Parrot Training, and more, what you want is the Hound Hell. 
and also Vintage Hound shows here. Otherwise, Sundays at 5 p.m., Crashing the Party. The Doo-Wop Chop-Chop of the Air, starring Mark and Miriam. And uh, Miriam, of course, is the Norton Records mistress. And she'd like you to know they got a big old sale going on right now at NortonRecords.com. Their, uh, their cookout sale. Their Memorial Day cookout sale. It starts now. I need more records like I need a hole in my head. And as much as uh, you might believe in trepanation, please don't drill any holes in my head. Unless my brain is really swelling. If I have a swelling, itching brain, feel free. Otherwise, stay the fuck away from my skull. I need more records like I need a hole in the head. I got too much stuff. And uh, that's what this show is about. It's the Death Clean for the May Queen edition of Aerial View. Where we're going to learn you how to get rid of stuff. Yes, I know I used learn the wrong way. Although now, uh, a big word that I think is really stupid that's in use a lot, unfortunately, is learnings. Uh, when did learnings replace teachings? Someone let me know. By the way, the phones are open for a little while right here at 760-422-5528, 760-I-CALL-AV. If you want to get in on the air and tell us about something that took you forever to get rid of. We're talking about getting rid of things today, whether it's uh, physical objects that exist in three dimensions or metaphorical things that you need to get rid of or spiritual or philosophical things that you need to get rid of, to shed. And uh, I'm going to welcome an expert in getting rid of shit Namely, Tom Crow will join us in a few minutes. By the way, uh, a lot of the shit that he got rid of ended up at my house. And you may know that I had a store up there in Saugerties, New York. Saugerties is the uh, Native American word for place where we all gave up. In case you were wondering what it translates as. And my store was uh, forced out of business in uh, December of last year. But but this past May was pretty good. May a year ago was pretty good for me down at the store. It was percolating along. I had reopened after being closed because of the uh, COVID spike. Stupid COVID spike. So tired of you spiking. Fuck off, COVID. And um, was making some changes to the place, making it look better, bringing in more crap to sell. And uh, things were going well. I was riding high. And then lo and behold, pins got knocked out from underneath me. Screw you. Get out. A cousin I hadn't talked to for 40 years. There had to be a reason for that, by the way. 
And uh, cousin, I will not speak to again for another 40 years. 40 years from now, I might call if I can make it to the age of 99. So all that crap that was in my store ended up at my house. This wouldn't be so bad, except I already had a lot of crap in this house. And most of the crap in this house is mine. It's not sweet teas. It's my crap. I am an accumulator. Spent many, many years going to flea markets, garage sales, tag sales, gate sales, whatever the fuck they call sales where you live. Whatever they put before sales. Buying stuff. And I bought what struck my fancy. I bought things that I thought were well-made. Things that were made here. Things that they can't make anymore. Someone once told me, you have an eye. You know that? And I don't know what they meant by that. I have one good eye. The other eye, eh, meh. Not so great. I don't think that's what they meant. So I accumulated a lot of stuff that I now own and can't stand the sight of any longer. So uh, I've been getting into this idea of the Swedish concept of death cleaning. A few years ago, a book came out. Something about the art of Swedish death cleaning. And, and it doesn't sound as bad as it might with the word death. And I know you're not supposed to use the word death and things, but I've been seeing these commercials for liquid death, which is nothing but water in a can with some brilliant marketing behind it. And these kids are all drinking cans of liquid death. Ordinarily, if something was called liquid death, you would stay away from it. You would leave it well alone. But no. This is, again, a triumph of marketing, like those cigarettes that came out with the skull on the pack and death's head vodka. And, you know, people are drawn to death. It's fascinating. It's a fascinating topic. You can't help but be fascinated by the cessation of life because we're all alive, we're all living, and then you're not. And in this country, it could end like that. It could be over like that. All you got to do is go to the supermarket and be the wrong color. And it could be over like that because of some 18-year-old asshole. Some demented motherfucker who was able to go buy an AR-15 Bushmaster. It's so ironic, the name of that weapon, because these kids are all incels. And they have not mastered Bush, as far as I know. And yet they're roaming around with a Bushmaster. And of course, uh, this kid fell through the cracks. They knew about him. They knew he was nuts. They knew he had been making threats. And yet, and yet, he still managed to walk into a supermarket in Buffalo and murder 10 people because of the color of their skin. This is what we're dealing with, friends. This is the this is the world we live in now. That's why I say I can't wait to exit the age of eyes wide shut. It feels like everything is corrupt and everything is collapsing. Markets are down for the seventh straight day. If you 
care about that kind of thing. I sort of care about it because of my 401k, a.k.a. the uh, reason I might be able to make it into old age. And I watch as it drips and it drips and it drips value. And I wonder just what the fuck is going on. I mean, if this isn't the end times, it sure as hell feels like it. Things are tense, I tell you. Tense. It feels like like everything is just going to snap. Yeah, we got to do something about the uh, access to weapons. There's a lot of bleeding going on, and, uh, and bleeding by bleeding, I mean B-L-E-A-T-I-N-G, like what uh, animals do, bleeding online about how we have to address this issue or that issue or that other issue. No, we have to keep these weapons out of the hands of people who are... Intent on doing harm to other people, taking other people's lives. I mean, the the difference between our country and any other country where they also have anti-Semitism and racism and extremism and hatred is those countries aren't quite as well armed. And we, uh, we need to do something about that. Get rid of the guns. Which leads me back to uh, what we're talking about here today. Namely, getting rid of stuff. Let me uh, see if I can get Tom Crow on the blower. Oh, yeah, I hate that. I hate that so much. Hello. Hey there, TC. How are you? Swell. How's it going over there? You know, uh, I was just bitching on the uh, radio here. I was just bitching about uh, the way things are. I think that's a good thing to bitch about. The way things are. Okay. And uh, so I got my little bitch fest out of the way. And I said my thing about how we have uh, too many guns and not enough brains in this country. And now I want to get into the meat of the matter, as they say, which is uh, the idea that as you approach my age, you should be in a divesting stage rather than an accumulating phase. And I feel like I've spent the past 59 years, almost 60 years, accumulating stuff. And now it's time to get rid of stuff. Where are you on that matter? Do you still like your stuff? You know, there's certain stuff that I like, and then there's certain stuff that I think somebody else would like, and then there's certain stuff that I think needs to go in the landfill. But, you know, I don't know if you've ever had the unfortunate, and sometimes it's so sad, um, to help, you know, an elderly loved one get out of the house that they lived for 30 years. Okay. And I, I just recently did that with my father-in-law. Yeah. And dude, that was a lesson. And no sooner did I get involved in that project than I was like, every time I went through the workshop, I was like, what is this I'm tripping over? And it just went right into the bed of the truck. This is going to the dump. Cause obviously if it's on the floor, I don't care about it. And I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to leave the house crammed with stuff. You know? you know, this is what I was talking about a moment ago. This book that came out, and I, it may have been 2016, but now I'm seeing more and more about it out there, including an Amy Poehler-produced show about death cleaning, because the Swedish have this idea that you shouldn't leave 
your mess to the next generation, whether that's your progeny or whoever, whoever it might be. But you should you should set about now getting rid of the stuff. Now, this is different than the Marie Kondo concept of the life-changing magic of tidying up or whatever the hell her book is uh, called. Yeah. You know, th- this is different. This is about specifically about it's it's almost like a pre-estate sale. Estate sales generally speaking occur after someone's gone. Like we right. had and, we had and, a, and to that point, wouldn't you rather spend that money? Yeah, I mean, not only right. would I rather spend that money to you know, you mentioned giving stuff away. I mean, it gives me great joy to give things to people now. I, I We had some yes. visitors here not that long ago. Uh, my darling Clementine, the band, was here from Manchester, England. They brought uh, their youngest daughter with them, who also performed with them. She is going to music school to learn how to play wind instruments. I gave her a bunch of uh, vintage English penny whistles and this other weird instrument that was easily easily a hundred years old. It was sort of like a, a reed instrument, almost like a harmonica, but shaped like a flute. And I said, "Here." I mean, I thought I was going to put this stuff online and sell it. I was going to sell it at a sale here, you know, garage sale. And then I thought she could use these. She'll get a kick out of this stuff. I'm going to give this to her. And her mother uh, said to me later on, "You know, thank you for that." And um. Do you want me to do you want me to pass on any message to my daughter about those those gifts? And I said, I just want her when she becomes a world famous musician or she's, you know, a working musician and she's making a living. I want her to remember the weird dude in New Jersey who gave her (laughs) some vintage penny whistles that she now treasures. She treasures them. And that's all I'd want. So uh, that's where I am. You're right. There has to be three piles. There's the pile of crap that goes to the dump, the pile of crap you might could sell and make a buck from, and the pile of crap you're going to give away to somebody because you want them to enjoy it now. Right. Right? Right. Yep. The next poor sod who's not paying attention, and I throw all this junk in their trunk, and it's like wave goodbye, you know, and then marvel at the – cubic inches i just gain in my own reality why know? do i feel like one of those uh people was me yeah. you remember all that stuff i got from you yeah <laughs> that i still yeah. have ah, yeah. it's but hilarious. that stuff is different yes that stuff you can definitely turn a profit on that stuff. yes it might take until i die but i could turn right. a profit on it i will i'm hoping i I'm will hoping what yeah. was it like your your father-in-law's house uh, by the way, was it was he a Dude, hoarder he, collector? Oh what? my god, just hoarder! And the guy was an engineer in like manufacturing, right? So when you're an engineer in manufacturing and he was making all kinds of machines and maintaining them and stuff, he just had all these parts, just parts of stuff that didn't mean anything anymore, like. <sighs> Hey, Tom, you know the expression, parts is parts. Come on. No, but just inordinate amount of nails and screws and this and washers and bolts and blah, blah, blah. Whole boxes of bolts. And I'm there like, okay, do I need this? Because I have a project going on where I may need bolts. And I'm like, okay. So I started going through it. Wait, 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 wait. Let me guess. You're reanimating a corpse. 
and the bolts are yes. where the electrodes are going to go. You, you you read me like a book, bro. I figured you would <laughs> up to something over there. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna exactly guess you threw it. the bolts out. Yeah. So, but I kid you not, ninety, and I don't know how many of the listeners are familiar with these things. Usually, grandmas keep sewing notions in it. It's a clear plastic box, but it has this like frame to it, and and they're like as big as a shoebox, and they stack. 90 of them filled with just hardware and some of it was hardware he sorted and some of it was just miscellaneous junk all mixed together you know yeah. and being the kind of guy who tinkers i'm looking at this going oh my god this is a gold mine and then the other part of me is like i need to get this out of here man i ain't putting this in my house because i'm not turning my house into his house and it was just it was just insane you know every piece of wood he ever touched and cut the piece that he didn't use, the scrap is there from untold numbers of uh, projects over the years. It was just insane. And I, I, I know what you mean. I helped a friend of mine uh, clear out some stuff from her father's house when her father passed at the age of 93. And he was an engineer. And he just had tons of tools, often in triplicate. He'd go. He forgot he owned a tool. Yes. He'd go yes. out and buy another one. It was still couldn't in the package. The damn thing and he bought four more. It was. He couldn't find uh, yeah. It when he needed it. And he had never taken it out of the blister pack, you know. And right. and I <laughs> I ended up taking a lot of this stuff, and and I ended up using some of it. Some of it is useful. A lot of sure. it is clogging up my garage right now. Right. And I right. honestly. Don't feel good about just putting it in the trash. Uh, and and uh, what I need to do is take it to a place, whether it's uh, that place unique or Goodwill or whatever it might be, and see Habitat if they want humanity. it. Habitat for humanity. Do they take anything or are they picking? They take friggin' anything, man. Really? Anything. I don't like these places. Yeah, that, but the that problem like, with no, that is. No, we don't want that. No. no. No, they, they nobody. They, you know, they're not as selective as some places. Um, and and the problem with that place is, you know, and this happened. You know, my my lovely wife Jackie went down there and you know got rid of a bunch of stuff. And then while she's in there, she finds stuff to bring home. No, no, cool no, 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 no. That's no. the problem. That's not how it works. That's not how well, you do it. Well, she came back with less cubic inches than she left. Okay. So it was okay. And like at the dump where I go to the dump in Oxford, dude, they used to have this long pole with a hook on it. So if you saw something down in the dumpster that you wanted, you could like hook it and drag it out, you know? And, uh, you know, I'm guilty of that, you know, show up with a pickup truck full of just junk and you see something in the dumpster and like, Oh, before I put all this junk on there, I'm going to fish that out. You know, that thing. Well, um, let me ask you this: now, There's no hook. Thank goodness. What was the? Mm-hmm. You, what was your approach to this uh, clean out? By the way, of your father-in-law's house, did wh- how did you how did you do the triage? What did you What did you do first? Okay. Did you make a pile of just pure garbage that needed no, to go so in the garbage? Let me explain. So we got the biggest dumpster you could get, right? And we had appliances. We had all kinds of stuff, like appliances that you couldn't sell. They were just too old. You know what I mean? refrigerators that were just like in the basement and gross in avocado green yeah yeah oh yeah so giant dumpster is for just garbage okay 
Then next to the giant dumpster, like locally, I know this cat named Jesse. And Jesse, he gets by scrapping metal. He don't care what the metal is. He'll take anything, you know, and break it down. And then he brings it to the scrap yards and he gets, you know, whatever a pound, you know. Um, I like Jesse. Nice guy, local cat. So we just piled everything that was metal next to the dumpster. I called Jesse. He came and took it off, you know. Um, okay. Good, that, good. And that helps That helps Jesse and his family, and it also puts this metal in the right place instead of a landfill, you know? Because I don't know these days if they're sorting mixed dumpsters or they just push them into the landfill, you know what I mean? And then we pulled out all the stuff that somebody may find useful, you know, and we did like everybody else. You have an estate sale. Put a sign on the corner. You put a sign around the block. People come, and you don't let them walk away empty handed. If $2 is too much, you know, the next offer is going to be like, you know, the next time they ask, I'm going to be 75 cents. How about that? You don't want to give me $2. Give me 50 cents for it. Just get it out of my sight. I'll give you the whole, I I see you're looking at that box of stuff. I'll give you that whole box for $2. My crap can be your crap. Right. Hmm. And that works to a point, you know, you get rid of some furniture and stuff, but we really kind of sorted it out because that, to me, it's a little greener, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it was unfortunate at the end. And we were just giving stuff to people. At the end, there was just a lot of books. There was a lot of other stuff. You know. Oh, books are almost the bane of my existence. I mean, I'm a fan. I read books. I like books. But when I was at Sirius XM, we had a lot of you know authors come through there. And in, in, in the 12 years of, of hosting a talk show... You could imagine every week there were several and I would get a review copy of the book and often they would sign it. Often they would personalize it to me. Now I'm like, what am I going to do with these books that say, hey, Chris, thanks for having us. It was a thrill to meet you. Signed your favorite author. I, I, I Unless you find someone named Chris, good luck. Good luck getting rid of that thing. I mean, I don't know why I didn't. Because often these people, these authors would say, do you want me to personalize it? Do you want your name in it? And I would be like, yeah, of course. And then now I'm thinking I should have just had you sign your name. By the way, uh, even signed books, not worth as much as you might think. Yeah, Yeah. you got to really get into some pretty esoteric stuff before you start realizing money, money. You know, but and it's, you know, books. I remember we went to the Salvation Army like the first week that it opened here. And immediately I started pawing through the records and I found like some, you know, I don't know, like last poets type records, you know, some like really, you know, off the wall stuff for, I wouldn't, I don't expect in the Salvation Army. And my son's reading the spines of the books and he goes, Hey, Red October. I go, does it have a dust jacket? He goes, yeah. I go, open it up. What, what edition is it? He goes, it doesn't say. And I'm like, well, is it, it's U.S. public? And he's like, yeah doesn't say, though. I go, it's the first edition. I said, what about your phone? And Google that. He's like, holy Christ, these things go for 500 bucks. I was yeah. like, how much is it? Sign says it's a nickel. I was like, we're going to buy that. <laughs> you know, yes. have I turned that into $500? No. Is it taking up valuable cubic inches? Yes. If I picked it up and carried it more than once? Absolutely. Oh, I see. That's my criteria, too. Like, often I'll find myself picking up the same banker's box full of crap and moving mm-hmm. it yet again. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I, I said to myself the other day, 
Maybe I should start keeping tick marks on the side of the box to tell me how many times I've moved this goddamn box. And if it gets to 10, then I just throw all this stuff out. I mean, maybe that would be my system. That's brilliant. Don't you think if you've moved the same goddamn box 10 times without opening it, that there's a problem there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The big one for me... Is records, records. Yeah, I, I almost sold records a few years ago. And walls of records. Tom, what are you going to do with all these records? <coughs> well, if uh, you got youngins, do the do the youngins care about the vinyl? Do they want to maintain a turntable? Yeah, my my daughter digs that, and she's got a turntable, a little box of records, and they go to the record stores around the area once in a while and buy stuff. You know, she's not. A maniac like I I was at her age with this. Yes. Um, my son doesn't care. He's very, very thoroughy and you know yeah. less is more. You know. Yeah, kind of, he wants to go uh, through life with a backpack and a laptop. Right. Yeah. Simplify. 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 Yeah. You know. You know that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty on trend. I heard for the youngins. The youngins don't care about owning stuff. They don't care about physical media. They fetishize certain things. Right. whether it's vinyl or eight tracks or whatever. But like in my store, I would have to explain to them all the time. These, these young nerds would come in and ask me about uh, cassette decks and reel to reel players. And I would give them my spiel about, do you know what in my day when you had to maintain <laughs> a reel to reel and adjust the bias and, mm-hmm. and, and demagnetize the heads and clean the the path and by the time I was done they'd be weeping real tears and be like forget it because you know I can go out right now within 10 minutes and bring home a hundred dollar reel to reel it's essentially a boat anchor right. and I would have to I would have to dissuade as gently that I should my book would be called the gentle art of Dis- dissuading young nerds from buying outmoded electronics how's right. that for a title Right. Or how not to sell ice to Eskimos. Uh, yeah. You know, look, I did sell the outmoded electronics I had. Mm-hmm. I never had a, a reel-to-reel. Oh, that's not true. That's not true. I had a woolen sack reel-to-reel in the store, but it didn't quite work. And people don't want to buy things that don't quite work. Right. They want to buy things that are working. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I would sell you the outmoded electronics, but as you were walking away, away I'd be going, Good luck. You're gonna need it. It was like one of the, it was like, it was like one of those things. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I get the whole uh, turntable thing and vinyl thing. You know, they're still producing vinyl, and and I can even there's some of these things I can get, but some of this stuff, it was better that we moved beyond it. I'm sorry. Don't fetishize these things. Let's just move past it. And uh, I say that as somebody who owns. Uh, at this point, three reel-to-reel decks, about mm. four or five cassette decks, seven or mm. eight turntables, and a whole bunch of other stereo gear. So, I. by the way, your kids, are they going to clean up your mess for you after you're gone, or are you determined not to pass the mess on to them? Is that the lesson you took? I'm, I'm, I am absolutely 100% committed. And I every every time I have, like, a third of a of a pickup truck full of crud to go to the dump. I just walk around the house and I fill the truck, you know. Yeah, and it's just it doesn't end. 
And, you know, I mean, the records, the records, the Victrolas, the Edison cylinder machines, the all, I mean, dude, you have no idea. I mean, you, you were in the dungeon once you saw, I have, I have an idea. I do have an idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if I could last five more years in my current, you know, day job, great. If that, I have already dodged two ax swings through, you know, the department. You know, if I don't survive the next one, I could happily sell vinyl. You know, if I turn a couple G's a month, you know, or whatever, every other month, you know, I'd be okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. Sure. But in I mean, the I, same that's... sense, I, you know, at least my kids get it. Like if I were to pass suddenly and tragically and they were like, we have to deal with these records, you know, there's, you know, there's, they know enough to like, okay, we're not going to put these out for a buck a piece. We're not going to let the guy from the local record store in Phillipsburg, you know, come yeah. in here and tell us he'll give us, you know, he'll yeah. give us 75 cents a pound for all this crap. You never want to be yeah. the schmuck that sold that original um, Thomas Hart Benton at, mm. at your garage sale for five bucks. Mm. You know, you don't want to be that schmuck. Yeah. And you those schmucks. The guy. They 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 pop horrible. up all the time those schmucks unfortunately yeah. so don't be that don't be that person Tom Crow is with me it's been a while since we spoke uh, you know the I think the pandemic was going on back when mm-hmm. we spoke last it's mm-hmm. still going on how's everyone doing over there in the pandemic everybody good yeah yeah everybody's healthy everybody's good everybody's you know working and turning the dollar you know there you go um, you got there no you complaints go. good to hear and speaking of starting to sell stuff, that's what I've been doing. I, I sold, uh, speaking of 8-track players, I sold an 8-track player nice. on eBay just the other day. Got $200 plus shipping for a Panasonic 1970, what they called the TNT 8-track player with the plunger on top. And uh, mono, I cleaned this thing up. You should have seen it when I got it. It looked like like it had been in the dump. I bought yeah. it at a at a flea market upstate. I think I gave the guy twenty five dollars for it because he didn't even know if it worked. I was like, okay, here's twenty five bucks. I took it back to my store. I had an eight track uh, Elvis Costello's uh, this year's model, and nice. the thing worked beautifully. Like it didn't. A lot of these eight track players they they need to have uh, capacitors replaced, whatever else might you might have to do belts. They gotta this be baby. Yeah, yeah, this thing worked, and it and it, and it didn't have any crackling in the volume control. It worked well, but I still shot some uh, deoxid in there, and I nice. used my three-step plastic cleaning and polishing method. And by the time I was done, this thing was like a mirror, to quote uh, Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, uh, actually, that wasn't Joe P- Pesci. That was Frank. That was the guy before. Who... Yeah, before yeah. you write in. And let me know. Yeah. It was Frank Vincent. I get it. He was mocking yeah. Joe Pesci's character, right? Go get your shine box. Yeah, mirrors. You can see yourself. <laughs> so I, I got 200 bucks for it. And that's what I'm doing. Slowly, I am putting things online. Whether it's So in a on, sense. Yes. In a sense. Let's go back to the poor schmuck who sold it for nothing. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. He would have had to clean it. He would have had to detail it and all that. But, hey, that's... And that's, you know, I had a discussion with somebody else about that the other day, the piracy on the high seas, you know, um, 
and, and back in the day, I used to love, you know, when people would come to you with this box of stuff and they were like, see this stuff here on the top of the box? This is the stuff. And you go, really? And you take that stuff out of the box and you root through the rest of the box and you realize the guy has no idea what he's talking about. The rest of the box is worth a billion dollars. He wants 250 because of the stuff on top. I don't want this stuff. How much for the rest of the box? That right, give me twenty five dollars. You got it, pal. There Here's you 25 go. Twenty five bucks, man. And then you would laugh into your palm as they walked away. Laugh up your sleeve so they wouldn't see it. <laughs> sometimes, and sometimes, you know, you go back to the people who are just cleaning out the house. Let me get this old clutter out. I have no attachment to this. I don't care, you know. Um, and they put stickers at like ten cents and stuff, right? You know. And you go to the house sale. Here's a lady with the you know, Fulper art pottery vase, and she's got like fifty cents on it. And you hand her the fifty cents, and then you go sell the vase. For, you know, well, I think the closest I came to that when I was running the store was this woman came in one Saturday, said that. She had a bunch of stuff from her, unfortunately, uh, deceased brother. And uh, we bonded over losing brothers to opioid addiction. And Mm. I made an appointment to go by her place and look at all this stuff. And it was all her brother's toys. It was all the stuff he played with as a kid from the late 70s to the early 80s. And there was a lot of die-cast cars and other things in there. And I, she had it all packed up into a couple of those big... uh, you know, those big tubs, Rubbermaid or whoever the hell makes them. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I just loaded them into my car, gave her $300 for everything because it was a lot of stuff. And we that's the price we agreed upon. And, and, and I remember I was driving away thinking, did I just get taken? Is this stuff worth $300? How long is it going to take me to sell it? Then I'm going through the box. I find a vintage Pac-Man watch that Nelsonic had put out in like 1982 little watch that you wear on your wrist and it has the buttons and you it lets you play pac-man right on your wrist right this is like the dawn of these lcd game watches it didn't work unfortunately and i i I went online i did a little research i found out what could possibly be wrong with it and i spent an hour or so taking this thing apart like i was doing brain surgery i mean i you know magnifying glass the whole thing hunched over the workbench working on this thing and lo and behold i got it to work and i got it looking good i cleaned it up slapped that on ebay i got 325 dollars for that watch some sucker out in california wanted that watch paid you know i made my money back on that watch so everything else in that hall was gravy but i still have a lot of that stuff in my house tom do you want three or four hundred die cast cars i'll let it i'll let you have them listen You get your wrist rocket, and I know you're a guy that still owns a wrist rocket. Those things, you know, but that's the kind of thing. Like, and and they unfortunately it got canceled because of rain, and they haven't rescheduled it yet. But over at Island Dragway in Great Meadows, the last NHRA drag strip in the state of New Jersey, they have a swap meet up there. You go to their website, you can see all their events. They got some great stuff. They got Texas hooligans coming up there soon. Um, yeah, I was scheduled to be at that swap meet, as a matter of we fact. Were then, go. Yeah, we, we were, were going to go. go. And then yeah, the, the goddamn out, climate dude. change, the friggin' flooding is what happened. By the way, is and it going to be 90 degrees thing. by you tomorrow? Just wondering. 
Is what? Is it going to be 90 degrees in your neck of the woods tomorrow? It's going to be 90 degrees in New Jersey, supposedly. Yeah, I mean, you know, up on the mountain in the forest here, it's a little cooler. If we get a breeze, it'll be all right. It all won't right. be too bad. All right, good. Yeah. You know, we got we got AC. Don't 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 sweat it. <laughs> I am going to try not to sweat it. I will try not to sweat it. Tom Crow is here with me. And uh, we're talking about getting rid of stuff. How do you go about getting rid of stuff? And uh, so what is the hardest thing that you ever tried to unload? The thing that took you the longest, took you years? Mm. I don't know. I mean, that's, you mean actively trying the whole time to get rid of it? Yes. Mm. I I can't answer that because there's, you know... No, I can't. I have nothing that took me too long, I don't think. You know? I mean, you know, we used to be in retail, so it was different, you know? We had, you had the traffic. There was always stuff flying in and out, you know? Um, I can't think of anything that took me a long time to get I rid of. I didn't mean to put you there on the There was stuff spot. that I was damn happy to get rid of, like when somebody, you know, came across and was like, oh, I need that. I was like, thank God. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, how how did you uh, teach yourself to let go of things? Things that were probably beloved objects at one point. Things you thought you would hold. Maybe they would even throw it in the coffin with you. Are you being cremated, by the way? Cause... Yeah, cremated and a big barbecue and everybody gets a Are bunch of Are they happening simultaneously? And everybody can dip the, the no, not some things. And everybody can dip their bottle rockets in my ashes and just shoot them off all night. Something like that. That I like. I like that. Yeah. So, yeah. so how did you, how did you train yourself? What did you say? Because here's what I do. I say I take the object and I say, and this is from Marie Kondo. I got to credit her. Thank you. I've loved having you. But now it's time to let you go. I thank you for your service, and mm-hmm. I wish you the best. Good mm-hmm. luck. I You're going to need it. I, I don't even go that far. I you don't like, do that. You know what? Somebody else can put this to use. <laughs> and, and, you know. Yeah. I mean, sure. Is there stuff that I have? And it's become less. And you want to know, really, the catalyst was my father-in-law's house. You know, I don't want to say I took this house on single-handedly, but I damn near almost took it on single-handedly the worst part of it and you know the garage um and that really made me realize that you know and i'm sure you're in because you tinker right and when one tinkers on things you have this thing that needs some tlc you just i'm not getting around to it you know i don't have these hours to pour into this thing and then you get another one because you love it and you go, oh, that shouldn't go to the curb. That's a fairly rare item, of, you know, whatever. Yes. You know? Yep. And unfortunately, my biggest problem, was I was like that with Victrolas. And, dude, I have, you know, I mean, I have one that's near and dear that's in the living room that I probably wouldn't sell anytime quick. But I got, like, I got three floor models in the basement i got three or four tabletops i got all this stuff and it's all there it just needs a tweak you know somebody is going to love it more than i do 
And uh, you gotta find one. I, look, I'm tapped into that whole antique phonograph collector thing. You, I'm sure you are too. You put something up right. in, the, in the group on Facebook and you unload the crap. Sure, sure. Give me one price for but my my problem is now because you've been in that room. You know what room I'm talking about. There's just all this crap on top of it and in front of it. And just to get a picture to show somebody, you know, it was an afternoon. And uh, and I'm not there yet. Yeah. But yeah. the progress that I have made since, you know, dealing with father-in-law's garage is, I think, is quite astounding. And I'm quite proud of myself, you know. Yeah. And it's been literally hundreds of pounds of shit have come out of this room. And if... If your listener were to come in this room right now, they'd be horrified, rightly so, and say, what did you throw away? And say, dude, you have no idea what it used to be. Right to the ceiling, man. Um, and now, this weekend, I'm building a garage. Oh, nice. I'm building, I'm building nice. a 14 by 20 garage. So you can so put more shit in I can it. Yes. fill that with well, here's how you do Swedish death cleaning. By the way, uh, the suggestion is you do the clothing first because we all have clothing that doesn't fit, things that are out mm -hmm. of style. You put mm -hmm. them in the toss pile. You Those are easy to give away. Most places that accept uh, donations and, uh, you know, give the money to whatever cause will accept mm -hmm. clothing. Unless, unless it's moth-ridden, then mm -hmm. they don't want your crappy clothing but the other suggestion is to declutter by size start with the really large objects that are taking up a lot of room now you've mentioned that several times things that taking up space time for it to go i'm tired of looking at it um mm. beyond the physical uh, physical possessions you got to think about the digital part of the world uh make sure that you're helping people with things like their online bank accounts other important sources of information and decluttering hard drives and all that stuff as well. But uh, mm. three piles. You want three piles. The piles of stuff that go to the dump, that go in the garbage, the pile of stuff I can sell, the pile of stuff I'm giving away. Those are your three piles. And you have to stop being sentimental about so many things. There's a lot of stuff in my house I realized – I'm not that sentimental about it. It's not attached. The story isn't attached to somebody I know. I, I barely remember where I got it, when I bought it. I, yes, I've had it a long time. I've enjoyed it. Now I'm going to make a few bucks from it. That's what I'm going to do. And don't be surprised, Tom Crow, when you get something in the mail from me and I say, here, here's a gift. And then you're going to look at that thing and go, oh, Jesus, now i got to do something with this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna see that envelope in the mail in the mailbox, and I'm gonna be you bastard. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm How gonna send you a you? box. Hey, so what you're if it's get a box? From wait, UPS. wait. What if it's the perfect hood ornament for your hot rod that you're building? What if it's that? Well, then maybe. Do you think you have the perfect hood ornament? What if I have it? I, then I have a choice of two right now. So oh yeah, yours would have to be pretty special. What I have. What, I have the J.C. Whitney catalog one with the schnook thumbing his nose. Oh, yeah. You you that sold me up. one, but you said you had another one, and I believe yours is – what? Is it gold or chrome? I think I think I have the chrome and you have the gold. I had the gold one. I sold it. Sold it to a guy in the store. So that's he was, gone. He was tickled shitless, wasn't he? Oh, he was happy as hell to have that thing. Are you kidding me? I, All right. I, and what's the second one? What's the next one? 
The next one is, I, I don't know what it's off of, but it's like a jet plane kind of thing. Ooh. And the chrome is all pitted and weird. Yeah. And it kind of works with the hood latch on the 42 Ford because it has this big metal deco looking thing that rolls over the front of the hood. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I uh, I've just for a few minutes I went down the rabbit hole of hood ornaments on eBay yesterday, mm-hmm. and mm. some of the ones that were you know gorgeous hood ornaments, elaborate from the age of the hood ornament, I I couldn't believe my jaw dropped. I'm telling you, my jaw dropped when I saw what these things <laughs> go for. Uh, lots and lots and lots of money. If you by the way, if you can't afford a classic car, think of buying a classic car hood ornament. Then you you could start start your collection. <laughs> start a collection. Start a collection. So, uh, speaking of that, so when you collect stuff, do you have a collection of things? And collection, I mean, you got more than six of the same type of item, ashtrays, whatever, yeah. that you're just not ready to part with. Yeah, I have radios. Radios uh, were one of the things I, I – old radio and, – and by the way, like transistor radios, pocket radios, not mm-hmm. big radios with tubes in them. And then flashlights because for a while I was I was into vintage flashlights. I bought all these old flashlights. Mm-hmm. Those are uh, things that I really have multiples of. Oh, yeah, and switchblades, uh, but not Chinese switchblades. They have to be American, German, or Italian German. Switchblades. If I ever lose uh, an arm, I'm I'm set. I'm set Mm -hmm. with all the automatic knives I'll ever need, and um, many of them are uh, probably illegal to possess or take with you anywhere. And that's in a country where an 18 year old could walk in and buy a Bushmaster in about five minutes. So probably a very nonsensical law that needs to be reexamined. But you could say that about a lot of laws. So, right. yeah, I do have some collections where there's multiples of things, but. Yeah, for me, it's 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 folding knives. I have a really good stash of over the years. But the other thing is match stands. Hmm. Nice. I have I have a pretty sweet collection of match stands, porcelain, bronze, brass, uh, painted metal. Yeah. And I'm just like not prepared emotionally <laughs> part with those um yeah everything else i hear is you fair game, dude everything else is fair game i got news for you now do you need any more pocket knives by the way or folding knives should i say sorry do you need any more i have some that's why i'm asking i can get uh, rid I'm, of them i'm always and you can I'm have them the market for remingtons if you have remingtons i'm in remingtons maybe i'll take a look we're almost out of road can you believe it Tom Crow has been my guest uh, for the last almost uh, an hour. And um, what's next for you, by the way? Once you build the garage and you put the hot rod in the garage, then what? You start. Then I, I'm gonna. I want to finish this girl and get her on the road, man. All right. Um, you need anything else for the garage? I got long uh, power strips from the store. You know the kind you go to Harbor Freight and buy. I got like yeah, three got, of them. I got a bunch of those. I'm you got, good with those. And, you don't need. And it. I don't have power in there. You don't have power in there. Okay, so that's not going to work. What about uh, some man cave type of decorating items? Something tells me you have that shit, too. You don't need any of that shit. I I got man cave and spades. All right. I know what I'm going to bring you. I'll bring you something you could use. You'll see. Uh, It's going to be like what the English call a boot sale. I'm going to sell stuff out of the trunk of the car. Uh, Probably give it to you, Tom, because I'm sick of looking at it. But uh, 
I want to thank you, by the way, for uh, starting that group about the Court Tavern. We we lost uh, Bobby Albert recently, and you have been helping people remember him online on Facebook. Um, where should people go if they want to share a remembrance about him or about the Court Tavern? Uh, there's a group on, on Facebook called the Court Tavern Gypsy Crew, and uh, and it's a closed group. But if you request, you know, some admin will let you in. I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. Um, and on that group, or if you can Google this for Cassius and Eileen, uh, Bobby's son and wife, uh, we have a GoFundMe going. So if you want to help those guys out, if you knew them, if you ever had any uh, great experiences and stories to tell about hanging at the Court Tavern back in the day, Stop by and see us at Quartet and Gypsy Crew. I, I wish I was uh, more local. I wish I had been a Central Jersey person. I would have been there all the time. I mean, I did get there often, as much as I could. And back in that day, you know, you had like the Hoboken scene, you had the Trenton scene, you had the Pipeline. You, you know, there were all these little, these little enclaves of yeah. musical, artistic, you know, weirdness going on. And the court was one of those gems, man. Yeah. That, the late lamented court tavern listen i'm gonna wrap things up here and thank you for uh joining me and taking part tom crow for this uh, last however many minutes i appreciate mm-hmm. it and may you be successful in getting rid of all your shit so your yes, kids don't and, have to uh, do i mean final words to the audience simplify people simplify simplify keep it simple stupid as judge judy go. said thank you, you tom bye bye there goes Ooh. tom crow and i will uh once more, turn it over to uh, the uh, vintage hound shows that you can hear here. Don't forget Hound Howls Sunday at 3, crashing the party at 5. See you real soon. This show replays Tuesday at 6 p.m. Also becomes a podcast wherever you get podcasts. Get a receipt from the driver. Have a fun, good day. Wow.